Hi, this is Ed Fitzpatrick. If you enjoy local politics as much as I do, be sure to join our friends at Rhode Island PBS for the show A Lively Experiment. Hosted by Jim Hummel, the weekly series features journalists, pundits, and politicians debating the stories and issues that matter most to us Rhode Islanders. Tune in to A Lively Experiment and be part of the conversation. Fridays at 7 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS and wherever you get your podcasts. From the Boston Globe, this is Rhode Island Report. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to the podcast where we bring you big conversations from a very small state. This Friday is the start of the Jewish New Year. And while many will be celebrating with apples and honey, there's a reality that's not so sweet. Anti-Semitism is on the rise. Why and what can we do about it? Here to explain is Adam Greenman, the president and CEO of the Jewish Alliance of Greater Rhode Island. Our conversation after a quick break. When you want to go beyond the headlines, let me recommend Rhode Island PBS Weekly. Rhode Island PBS Weekly is an award-winning news magazine broadcast that gives you the full story, powered by investigative journalism and narrative storytelling. New episodes of Rhode Island PBS Weekly drop Sundays at 7.30 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS. Watch past episodes at ripbs.org weekly. That's ripbs.org weekly. Welcome back. I'm here with Adam Greenman, president and CEO of the Jewish Alliance of Greater Rhode Island. Thank you for joining us, Adam. Thanks for having me, Ed. I know the Jewish high holidays are coming up, so I wanted to take a moment to talk with you about the rise in anti-Semitism we're seeing in the country. Are you seeing it here in Rhode Island, too? We are, yeah. In the last, since July of 2022, we've seen 44 anti-Semitic incidents reported to the Jewish Alliance of Greater Rhode Island. uh, And those are just the ones that are being reported to us. Now, over the last couple of months, we've seen that ebb a little bit. But especially last year, with a lot of the controversy around Kyrie Irving and and Kanye West, we saw a huge uptick, especially within schools, unfortunately. Kids saying things to other kids that they didn't necessarily know about. It actually happened to my daughter. And so, you know— What happened to your daughter? Yeah, so a a kid in her class said Kanye was right about the Jews. And then when she said that she was Jewish, another kid said, well, they're not all like you. And and so thankfully, the school— handled it really well and did education around it and and helped figure things out. But, you know, for an eighth grader, that's a really hard thing to have to deal with. Oh, yeah. you know, in my yeah, yeah. life, I never had that kind of incident. And and it's it's a good example of the after effects of when a celebrity says something, whether they mean it or not. Um, right, right. You know, and so I would characterize that as the one type of anti-Semitism we've seen. And then the second is, unfortunately, the rise of white supremacist groups leafleting and in trying to intimidate within the Rhode Island community. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. We had a in-depth story about NSC 131. It's a New England neo-Nazi group that's targeted drag story hours and other community events. Have you seen 
uh, that group here in Rhode Island? We have. They were the ones responsible for the demonstration and protest outside of the Red Ink book, uh, bookstore back in 2022. They have uh, several members from Rhode Island that participate in their activities. So even though they're Massachusetts-based, they really are trying to operate all over New England, New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. And so we have seen their activity here. Thankfully, no demonstrations within the Jewish community or with the uh, within the LGBTQ community yet. But unfortunately, we feel like that's just a matter of time. Yeah, just to go back to the numbers, you said 44 incidents in Rhode Island. Yeah. How does that compare to past years? So it's a 250% increase over the same time period last uh, oh, last wow. year. So 2021, we saw, I think, 13 incidents of anti-Semitism reported to us at the Jewish Alliance. And then with 20, 2022 to 2023, we saw... 44 incidents. So again, some of that is people are reporting it more. Uh, so it's not that it wasn't happening before. It's just that people either feel more comfortable or they see other people reporting it. And so they feel comfortable reporting it as well. Uh, but nonetheless, it's certainly a stark increase in, uh, in incidents here in the state. Yeah. What's driving that increase? I think the political climate is certainly driving it. The activity of NSC-131, of other uh, neo-Nazi groups, uh, they are emboldened and feeling more willing to act out. Uh, Now, thankfully, here in Rhode Island, that acting out is really focused on leafleting and intimidation. In other parts of the country, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot more overt activity. And and thankfully, we haven't seen any kind of violence here in in Rhode Island. So, Um, you know, we're going into the presidential election year. Do you expect it to get a lot worse? And how much of it do you attribute to the Trump campaign and the support he's received from white supremacists? Yeah, I, I don't know that I would attribute it to any one candidate, but I think the political environment that's been created over the last six years absolutely contributes to it. I think the rise of social media also contributes to it. In the past, folks who held these kinds of beliefs, they were sort of in their own group. They were in their own community. And when you are able to connect with other people with similar views online, suddenly you don't feel like you're you know, the smallest minority of the smallest minority with these views. You see other people that have them as well. And so that group mindset, that group activity can make you feel a little bit more emboldened to act. And so it certainly doesn't help when you have politicians uh, cozying up with neo-Nazis, when you have folks who have called for the destruction of the Jewish people, um, when you're dining with them or when you're giving voice to their concerns or giving them an audience, it emboldens them and it emboldens the people that follow them. And so I am really concerned with what we're going to see over the next year and a half as we get into another presidential election season. Yeah, given the political environment, given another election coming up, how is the Jewish Alliance preparing for the year ahead? Yeah, so we have uh, and have had for a number of years a community security director whose job is to work with synagogues, work with Jewish agencies to make sure that they have the security that they need, that they have the right kinds of cameras, that they have the right kinds of training. So, you know, unfortunately, it's a fact of life for our community that we have to offer active shooter training, stop the bleed training um, to congregants and to members of the community. We teach folks how to be greeters at synagogues so you know what to look for if something looks suspicious. And then unfortunately, it's a lot of liaising with law enforcement who's been really great with our community. But you know, this, uh, this weekend when I go to Rosh Hashanah services, there will be a police officer at Rosh Hashanah Services, and that's true for every synagogue across the state. You know, when we see 
you know, churches with their doors wide open, it only makes it even more stark for us that we have to unfortunately have a police officer there, have our doors locked because, you know, we're worried about being a target. Is the increase in these incidents especially galling, disturbing, since they happen here in Rhode Island? As you pointed out in a recent commentary piece, this state was founded on the principle of religious freedom. Yeah, exactly. I think that especially in this state has such a rich tradition, not only founded on religious freedom, but something our community is really proud of, the George Washington letter that gets read every year at Toro Synagogue in Newport, uh, which talks about the fact that every man shall sit under his own vine and fig tree and nobody, no one shall make them afraid. That is the mindset that we really try to create here in Rhode Island. And I should say that these incidents, you know, 44 incidents is a lot for a state our size, but overwhelmingly the response each time there's been a major incident here in the state has been positive from folks outside of the Jewish community wanting to support, wanting to really live into those ideals and those values that are part of our state. But I think unfortunately, sometimes we just need to remind folks that our state was founded on this principle of religious tolerance, religious acceptance, and and that this state in fact has been that kind of uh, home for the Jewish community going all the way back to the 1600s. It's a state that we're really proud to be in, a state that we call home. You know, I think every time there's an incident, on the one hand, it's awful, but on the other hand, we are reminded by those who wrap around us to support us that this is a state that's incredibly tolerant and supportive and and helpful. I recently wrote about how the chief of the Warwick Water Division slapped a co-worker after saying he wanted to tell a Nazi joke. The police say that man, Terry DiPetrillo, asked an employee stand up, said knock, knock. And when the employee answered, he struck him in the face saying something to the effect of, I'm a Nazi and I get to ask the questions. You know, he later claimed he was acting out of a scene from the office and uh, was, but that was about the KGB. What do you make of that? What does that tell you? You know, it tells me somebody has a really, really bad sense of humor. You know, it's general, never funny to evoke the Nazis or evoke Nazi Germany in in anything. And it it tells me that there is, whether it's realized or not, casual anti-Semitism out there. And the Jewish community isn't the only one that experiences this, right? Uh, The African-American community experiences this. The LGBTQ community experiences this. There are off-color jokes made all the time about uh, marginalized and minority groups. They're never funny. They may not seem like they have an impact in the moment, and certainly I'm sure that they get some chuckles from other people, but they really do harm and they really do damage, not just to the folks who are the butt of those jokes, but to the communities who are really in disbelief. When I read that article, when I saw that story, I was in disbelief that here in 2023, someone would make a joke like that. Makes me wonder what the culture is in that organization and within that department that would allow for a joke like that to exist. And it's why, you know, recently the Jewish Alliance has started to work with local businesses, with corporations to really explore how do we do some form of Jewish education? How do we educate the workforce about the Jewish community among them, try to dispel some of the myths and rumors and and everything else that uh, lead to anti-Semitism and to just generally help people understand that those kinds of jokes are just not acceptable and never funny. When people hear anti-Semitic jokes, what would you advise them to do? How do you best respond? It's really hard in those moments, right, to be the person who stands up and isn't a bystander but is an active uh, participant. And I think it's it's really hard, but it's so important. In those moments when those jokes are made, having somebody stand up and say, this is not okay, uh, this is really 
uh, making me uncomfortable. This is something, you know, that is just not something that I want to be a part of or something that I want to tolerate. It's amazing the impact that something like that has. And I know it takes a lot of courage because I've been in those situations before too, but it makes such a difference to the person who's feeling under attack, to the community that's feeling under attack. There's a lot of power that comes with shutting down that kind of uh, speech in the moment. What do you make of the feud between Elon Musk, the new owner of X, formerly Twitter, and the Anti-Defamation League? And just to explain it, Musk has a hashtag now, ban the ADL, and that message has been embraced by white nationalists and others on the far right. You know, I think sadly, when you have somebody who engages in conspiracy and who really is prone to believing these kinds of things— it inevitably ends up at some point coming back to the Jewish community. Uh, Unfortunately, what Elon Musk is doing right now is his company is not doing well, and he's looking for a scapegoat, and the Jewish community, the ADL in particular, the Anti-Defamation League, can be a useful foil. It feeds into so many anti-Semitic tropes that we hear again and again and again, and it's incredibly dangerous because somebody that has a platform that large— Uh, as Elon Musk does, it emboldens the folks who don't have as large of a platform. It's the Kanye West and Kyrie Irving uh, controversies all over again. He's a celebrity in his own right. Exactly. And and this time he's targeting a specific organization. Now the ADL is large and and they think about their security and everything as well. But it's it's really worrisome uh, when we see these kinds of things devolve into anti-Semitic attacks, anti-Semitic tropes. Are we at the point where people should stop using X at Twitter if they want to support the Jewish community and other targeted groups? You know, it's it's that is the hardest question and hard for me as a as a person as well. I'm on Twitter. I find it for local news in particular, you know, following Ed, following Thanks uh, for following. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but but it's a great source for news and information about what's happening locally. But it's becoming harder and harder for me to justify being on the platform as somebody who represents the Jewish community here in Rhode Island. The changes that have been made, especially over the last six months at X at Twitter, are really emboldening white nationalists, emboldening neo-Nazis, creating an environment where they're being given a platform which only will hurt our Jewish community, uh, not just locally, but the Jewish community throughout the country. And so while I wouldn't tell anybody to leave the platform just yet, I would say for me personally, it's becoming harder and harder to be on there and, and certainly have started shopping around for alternatives. Before we finish up, tell us what the Jewish Alliance has been doing to combat anti-Semitism and other forms of hate here in Rhode Island. Yeah, we in our community talk about it as focusing on the joy and the oi. Um, <laughs> so on the oi side, it's a lot of the things we've talked about around making sure that our community has the kind of security that they need. It's about making sure that we're working with the attorney general's office and local law enforcement to provide support and training and to track these kinds of things. On the other side, though, it's really about lifting up what we love about our community and inviting others in to to join us. Uh, We're planning for next June an inaugural Jewish Culture Festival with the idea that we want to lift up the things that we love about our own community and share it with everybody in Rhode Island. Oh, what's that going to entail? Tell um, us about that. So music, food, film, dance, all the kinds of things that 
we love about our community, uh, being able to lift those things up, and especially the things that people might not even realize have origins within the Jewish community. And it's an opportunity to educate folks and to really do it in a way that is about joy and all the great things about our community. And then the the last leg of the stool, I would say, is uh, really working with local schools, with educators to help make sure that Holocaust and genocide education is being taught in schools uh, as mandated by the state to provide resources to schools around how to fight not just anti-Semitism, but hate in all forms. And then it's us working very, very closely with our friends and partners in other marginalized communities. We do a lot of work with all of the communities, the LGBTQ community, the African-American community, so many communities that unfortunately we're all targets. So a lot of work together to really educate and fight hate in our state. And finally, what can people listening to this podcast do about this rise in hate? Educate yourselves, come out to events that we host, learn a little bit more. Uh, and I think most importantly, and we saw this last December, we did this, you know, shine a light on anti-Semitism campaign right around Hanukkah, uh, where we light menorahs. And it's a, it's a really big thing. We had folks across the state print out paper menorahs, color them in, kids would color them in and put them in their windows. And it really meant a lot to our community to see folks do that, to see the state house lit up in yellow and blue for Hanukkah was a really big piece. And so I would say to the extent that everybody can just be an ally, not just when bad things happen, but just in general, it goes a long way to helping our community understand that this state really is the state that was founded on religious tolerance and religious freedom, a state that we all care a lot about. And so uh, we're grateful to those who, who do those things and would encourage more of it. Adam Greenman, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks again, Ed. Rhode Island Report is a production of the Boston Globe in collaboration with Rhode Island PBS. Today's episode was produced by Megan Hall, Carlos Munoz, and Scott Hellman. Audio mixing and mastering by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Our music is from APM. And if you like the podcast, do us a favor, follow the show, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. See you next week. to binge watch all your favorite PBS shows, you need Rhode Island PBS Passport, Masterpiece, Antiques Roadshow, Rhode Island PBS Weekly, and many more. Watch them all anytime and from any streaming device. Learn more about this member benefit at ripbs.org passport. That's ripbs.org passport.